Hello, everyone, and welcome into Garbage Into Gold, a Sixers podcast, part of Philadelphia Sports Nation. My name is Brandon Apter. I am one of the hosts of the show. And what I'm going to do in this short little mini-sode is introduce a new, hopefully recurring segment for Garbage Into Gold titled Afterthoughts. These will be short, five, maybe ten-minute little segments talking about breaking news, stories that come up in the NBA that revolve around the Sixers or perhaps involve a former Sixer, which is what I'm going to be talking about in this short episode. I'm recording this on Monday, just before the Sixers play the Suns at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and one of the biggest stories going on in Sixers land and on Sixers Twitter today, is a story from Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes about Jimmy Butler. He finally opened up a little bit more about his free agency decision. Prior to this, we haven't really gotten a whole lot of insight as to why Butler left. Was it something having to do with the front office not wanting him to get a fifth year, or did he just want to leave anyway? We don't really know, and we can continue to speculate, but he shed a little light as to why he made the decision to go to South Beach. And so I'm going to dissect the quotes that he gave Chris Haynes in this article and just talk about them a little bit. So with regard to his decision to relocate to Miami, a lot of people viewed that as him leaving a championship contender to go more or less to an area that has nicer weather and where he can be the guy on a team. When he was with the Sixers, he was never going to be the guy. It was always going to be around Embiid and Ben Simmons. So Butler was never really going to be the guy in Philadelphia. Whether that ends up playing a part or ended up playing a part in his departure, not sure. So the first quote or the first thing that he said is, I tried to get to Miami earlier than June, if you remember me coming out of Minnesota, So people are overlooking all of the facts. And and that's true. So he ended up going to Philadelphia, but one of the destinations that had been talked about prior to Minnesota dealing him to the Sixers was being dealt to the Heat. So perhaps the Heat was always atop Jimmy Butler's mind. Um, They were a team talked about leading into free agency that if the Sixers didn't re-sign him, that was someplace he could go. So not completely out of the blue that... That was a place that he wanted to go to prior to Minnesota. So what we get now from Sixers fans and people around the league is they kind of disrespect Butler's decision because he left a championship contender. um, And now he's relishing really in the early team success of the Miami Heat, um, telling Chris Haynes, mother effers act like I'm not a good basketball player. Like, for real, just think about it. Like, I can't come in and make a huge difference. I'm not going to say carry a team because nobody can do it by themselves, and I mean that. I'm not putting it all on myself, but I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to any and all situations, and the group of guys that we have is the group of guys that I want to play with. So, while this could be seen by some as, well, maybe he's grown a little bit, You know, he's happy with his current situation. He's embraced the guys, especially the young guys like Tyler Harrow um, and the other rookie that they have, none on that team, uh, and really is is taking a a leadership role with the Miami Heat. But on the other side of things, if, if you listen to that last quote, he said I and me a lot. So really, 
it's all about him. It's about all about him being comfortable. And for a guy that said that it's about the team when he was with Philadelphia and helping the team, that seems to be a little bit different as to what he said when he was with the Sixers. Now, moving on to his departure from Philadelphia, Chris Haynes pushed him a little bit. The first thing that um, Haynes says is that something went down behind the scenes that led to his departure, but he wouldn't elaborate on the subject. And Butler said, quote, stuff just don't work out. Nobody knows what really went on in Philly and we're going to leave it that way. But it was a great opportunity for me. So the part here that Haynes writes saying something went down behind the scenes that led to his departure, you can dissect that in a few ways. First of all, the front office didn't want to give him a fifth year. Turning 30 years old, signing a guy to a five-year deal um, with his history in locker rooms, maybe not the best decision. So it's potentially the Sixers just didn't think that he was a great fit and decided to move on, offered him three or four years, and, and he scoffed at that and moved on to Miami. The other thing behind the scenes that there's a lot of speculation uh, about is Jimmy Butler's relationship with Ben Simmons. And this is something that I tweeted about a lot today. You can follow me on Twitter at Beaptor23. But really, going back and listening to four to five Jimmy Butler press conferences from the end of the regular season and in the playoffs, all I ever heard from Butler was support towards Ben Simmons, pushing him to be aggressive, pushing him to attack. Pretty much everything Sixers fans were saying about Ben Simmons on Twitter, Jimmy Butler was saying in these press conferences. So I'm not sure if Ben Simmons didn't like getting called out, didn't like having his name mentioned, didn't like Jimmy Butler's attitude. But really the overarching thought here is that the Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler vibes just were not good. And the Sixers decided to go with Jimmy with Ben Simmons instead of Jimmy Butler. And I think that's the right decision. They're two primary ball handlers. Butler demanded the ball and was a closer for them. Ben Simmons is an up-and-coming young talent, elite defender, hasn't necessarily developed his offensive game, but it's not too much of a surprise to see Elton Brand and company going with Simmons over Jimmy Butler. The other part of this is Jimmy Butler and Brett Brown's relationship. We saw the reports going on behind the scenes that Jimmy Butler challenged Brett Brown's offense. So perhaps the stuff going on behind the scenes was him not liking how the coach was running things and how the front office was letting the coach run things because he wanted to do things his way. Again, there are a lot of different ways to interpret it, and the overarching theme here is that Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler didn't get along. While we've gotten no confirmation of that, that's just what a lot of people think. I don't think it's crazy, but I also think that Jimmy Butler on the surface, was very supportive of Ben Simmons and tried to get the best out of him. And if Ben Simmons didn't like being called out and being pushed that way, that's a little stubborn that you can't adjust your game to uh, let an all-star like Jimmy Butler help your team, really. I'm a big Ben Simmons guy, but I look at it this way. You want your team to win a championship, you have to do what you can to help the team win. And with Ben Simmons' uh, one, two-dimensional offensive game, It was tough to have him and Jimmy Butler on the floor at the same time. Uh, The next thing that Butler said uh, was, quote, right now is not the time to talk about the Sixers. I'm locked in with this. I'm happy. I'm smiling, and my guys want me to be here. My organization wants me to be here. I want to be here, and we're off going to ride this thing until the wheels fall off. I'm not saying Philly wasn't great, man. 
We had some really good players. I talked to Joel Embiid near every effing day. It's a brotherhood, man. I love that guy. I'm always, I'm going to always have his back, and I know he'll always have mine. So that's the last thing that he said about the Sixers. It's not surprising to see that he mentioned Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid in the first few media availability interviews that he had after the season started and even before the season started with ESPN's Rachel Nichols was how much that he was going to miss Jimmy Butler and how he was able to be the closer for the team. So it's good to see that Joel Embiid got something out of that relationship. And if we're so big on Joel Embiid being the crown jewel of the Sixers organization, then I don't see why there's so much hate on Jimmy Butler, especially with all this, um, with all this stuff with Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid going on. There's some people out there that think that Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, that beef and, and the stuff going on between them was partially, passively, aggressively instigated by both of them having experiences with Jimmy Butler and Bede's more positive than Towns. Um, but really, the relationship that Joe and, and, B, uh, that, and Jimmy Butler had was you could tell how broken up Embiid was about Jimmy Butler's departure. I think that the team is better now than they were last year with the team that they have now. Just it's not, it's not the prettiest situation in the world, but I think this team has a better chance of going on and winning a championship than uh, the team from the previous year, despite having a little bit more options when it comes to shooting. So all in all, the Jimmy Butler story here really doesn't tell me a whole lot different from what we already knew with Jimmy Butler. If anything, for me, it shows more growth for Jimmy Butler because the Jimmy Butler from one, two, three years ago prior to joining the Sixers probably would have called teammates out. We saw his practice in Minnesota. We saw the outfall from that. We saw how he left Chicago. Really how he left Philadelphia was pretty peaceful. Everybody just made a huge deal out of it. So like I said, there's not really a whole, mo- a whole lot that this article uh, says about Jimmy Butler that we did not already know. And the people that hate Jimmy Butler, I don't understand that. The Sixers would not have gotten to Game 7 against the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs without Jimmy Butler. That I mean, that's just a true fact. Say what you want about what he did in Game 7, leading up to Game 7, but in my opinion... Jimmy Butler was instrumental in how far the Sixers were able to go into the playoffs last year. And I think for that alone, Sixers fans should be grateful, move on from any petty nonsense that Jimmy Butler brings up after that. Because while he was here, he was a closer, he was instrumental in their playoffs, and I think that he deserves a thank you from the city of Philadelphia. He's going to get booed because of who he is. But I know me personally, I'm very appreciative of what Jimmy Butler did during his time in Philadelphia. Um, and, and yeah, really, really, that's it. So I have nothing against the guy. We can speculate forever, uh, like what went on behind the scenes, but it, it was either him or Ben, and the Sixers chose Ben. I'm pretty sure everybody would have chosen Ben. And uh, Sixers are now 5-0, and looking to go 6-0 and as they go up against Dario Saric and the Phoenix Suns before finishing off their road trip on Wednesday and Friday against Utah and Denver. We're going to have a couple more episodes this week with um, folks from the Utah Jazz blog, the J-Notes. 
uh, previewing the game against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday. And we're also going to be joined by the play-by-play voice of the Denver Nuggets for an episode prior to Friday's game in Denver that will pit and beat against Nikola Jokic. So that should be a good one. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this short little Afterthoughts mini episode. And how about give your thanks for Jimmy Butler? It might not be a popular opinion, but hey, it's, it's what he should get. The Sixers would have not gotten as far as they did in the playoffs without him. So it's time to stop the hate, stop calling him what you're calling him, and appreciate his time with the Sixers. All right, that's all I got for this episode. Brandon After signing off. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Garbage Into Gold. We'll catch you next time on another episode.